1: Hi, this is Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur's Podcast. Today, we have Tanya Abreu on with us. Tanya is a hospital administrator who started up uh, the website powerupnursing.com, and I'm very excited to to talk to you. Thanks for being here with us today, Tanya. Oh, it really is my pleasure. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. All right. Well, give us some background. This is a little different for us because usually we interview nurses, but you are very in Grained into the nursing world. So tell us a little bit about background about you and and how you got into what you're doing.
0: Oh, with pleasure, with pleasure. I am, um, oh my goodness <laughs> thirty five years ago, thirty five years ago, I was a professor at Carnegie Mellon University. And at that time, I got a a Fulbright to teach in the former Soviet Union. Oh, that's so exciting. And yeah, it was an amazing part of my life. And in the course of that, however, I got involved in healthcare reform in the former Soviet Union and realized back then how atrocious healthcare could be. And when I got back to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I reached out to the CEO of McGee Women's Hospital who was one of the very first nurse CEOs, nurse administrators in the history of the United States, Irma Gertzen. From that moment that I met her and began to work for her, (laughs) my whole life changed. I realized that nursing was the change agent. It changed lives for millions of Russian women. When I came back to the United States, I was hired and eventually promoted to vice presidency status at the university and realized that healthcare was so wonderful in the United States, specifically because of nurses. I then dedicated the next three decades of my life as a nurse champion, a nurse advocate, developing programs with hospitals for women, by women, all driven by nurses. And it's my true excitement. And I'm absolutely convinced I'm in the right place at the right time to be leading nurse initiatives for the reform of healthcare in the United States right now. So that's my background.
1: Oh, wow. That's really, really impressive. And again, I'm going to, you know, stress how jealous I am because I, this is so random, but in 1988 or 89, when you would have been over in the Soviet Union, people to people had come to my high school and were recruiting (laughs) students to come over and I wanted to do it so badly. I like begged my parents and they would not let me go. Um, and to this day, it's still one of those things that hangs over me. I'm like, I wanted to go.
0: <laughs> and that's when I first started really becoming involved. The People to People, the Chautauqua Conference. Yeah, truly amazing time
1: in our history. Do you speak Russian then?
0: I do. I do. I, I uh, My father was an immigrant and I learned growing up and then I studied in college.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I took a couple of years of, of Russian um, on my own, and I did eventually study a little bit in Russia um, for a period of time. But I have since lost all my my language skills, sadly. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so tell me um, a, a little bit about these initiatives. Um, so, what are you doing to help nurses lead the way in healthcare okay. reform?
0: It's, it's an amazing time, as you know very well, Katie, that it is not just like the wild, wild west. It's recreating healthcare right now. And if you really kind of open your heart and open your eyes, you know that the people that have been caring for patients throughout the years and worried most about patients have always been nurses. So right now I'm watching almost Every industry in healthcare turn itself over with the help of smart, experienced, dynamic nurses. And so, with a few uh, colleagues, we pulled together a platform called Power Up Nursing. And we really want—and that's PowerUpNursing.com. Very easy to find. And we really want to be a clearinghouse for people even like yourself, that are really, really leading the change in nurses really transforming healthcare. And what we do is we set up programs, educational programs, conferences, initiatives for student nurses to retired nurses to come together and really speak clearly, to find a singular voice that can truly not just change, but transform the way healthcare is delivered, certainly in the United States and then globally.
1: So, I mean, it sounds like you have a pretty optimistic view that uh, that there can be change in the healthcare arena, because sometimes I wonder <laughs> if, it's, uh, if anything's ever going to change. What is kind of your, your view of um, how it's going to change, when it's going to change? Uh, it probably is already changing, hopefully, but what are your thoughts on that? Okay. All right. It's a big topic. It's a, it, I mean it it's is. It
0: is, but it's one that I that I talk about every single day. I think it's two words, hope medicine. I believe that this country has really cut off its legs in healthcare because it's really been driven by technological medicine. It's been driven by acute care medicine. We know this, right? Because it makes money when you can prescribe things, when you can do surgery, when you can order a series of interventions. And we've learned that that doesn't heal people. And all that creates is millions and millions of people needing to spend trillions of dollars just to stay out of pain. And I think there is, and this is why nurses lead this. In every aspect of my life, whether my mother was laying there dying or I had fourth stage cancer, nurses did one thing and they did one thing extremely well. They gave me the power to hope that I would be better or that my mother would be better, or that the kids would be better. Nurses are amazing optimists. Even in the most dire of circumstances, laying on a gurney in the ER, a nurse will say to you, you have hope. You're in a good place. We have good doctors. I believe that hope delivers preventive medicine. I believe that once we all know in our hearts that we can prevent chronic disease, that we can prevent early death, and that nurses are our champions, our partners, our advocates, and our primary caregivers, when we can totally translate that into a system of healthcare that saves trillions, makes billions, and keeps us happy, we will have a healthcare system to be replicated cosmically. And I believe that because nurses have functioned and have been educated and share and practice, giving others the tools and the optimism to heal, that we can fix the system. Now, I know that sounds a little Pollyanna, Katie, but I don't think it is. There are amazing amounts of, let's say, nurse practitioners, nurse entrepreneurs, of which you're a a, a shining example, hospital systems that are producing new, let's say, virtual models run by nurses, where the outcomes are 40 to 90 percent better than they've ever been before, costing significantly less money. We need to put it together. We need to have it driven by research and data and then we need to replicate it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and so and you guys your organization this is this spearheading um helping facilitate this or or how does this how does power up nursing yes, come into this? I mean okay. I don't
0: think we're doing anything but bringing bright and like-minded nurses together with with powerful sources of funding and change in healthcare. So come June 22nd to June 24th, I have to plug our national conference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: So on www.powerupnursing.com, you will find that we're gathering for two and a half days, bringing together a couple of hundred nurses, both from the bedside, from executive leadership in hospitals, entrepreneurs. We hope you can come. It'd be great to, to do podcasts from there. And really put them together in the room with people who are who are really changing the healthcare system, pharma companies, entrepreneurial companies, new tech companies, biopharma, it's going to be exciting. Insurance entities, everyone that has a stake in the future of the healthcare of America. I want them in that room. It's not going to be thousands of people, but it will be hundreds of people that have influence helping this system heal. And so I believe I'm a matchmaker always have been. That's what I love to do. <laughs> find, You know, one of the things I used to do for the hospital or for, for my clients is find sources of power and resources, match them with programs and communities in need and put those things together for change and better outcomes.
1: I love that. Yeah. I always tell my nurses, and I don't think they quite understand it, or they they might think I'm kidding when I say, you know, being a matchmaker is a business model. Like that is something that you can do. And you're a a prime example of this here. And you make
0: money at it too. So it's a nursing job. I, I, I think nurses are the ultimate matchmakers, even bedside. You match the symptom to what's being prescribed, and then you get to the doctor, and if that doctor doesn't work, you make another match and go to
1: another. <laughs> it's, it is. It's really it's powerful. True. It's true. You just keep going until you get the answer you want. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. So now, is this something? When did when did Power Up Nursing come about? And did you start it yourself, or did you collaborate with people to do this?
0: I I, I wish it was all my own idea, but at the time I. About uh, right before COVID, I curated a conference on women's health in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and brought together some very powerful people, including career nurse of 50 years, Leanne Meyer, RN, who has her own podcast called Once a Nurse. She was there, and then an amazing Dr. Elba Rodriguez, a PhD neuroscientist who believed in the power of nurses to solve the opioid addiction pain problem. Those two women and myself sat around a lot in the ensuing days of COVID and said, Let's form a platform that empowers nurses, no matter what part of nursing they come from, no matter what point in their career they are, to dream, and not only to dream, but to find each other and make those dreams real. And that's how Power of Nursing was born. We had wanted to do our first events and conferences last year, but COVID just would not allow it. And um, so this year is our coming out party, and it's been extremely exciting. Our conference is being presented by the Bolin Health Institute out of of Canada, of all places, not even the US, but we have amazing partners and sponsors of the event that show a whole new faith, not just in nurses, but that a totally different approach to healthcare, a non-acute approach to healthcare, a truly patient-centric approach to healthcare, is viable in this whole new feeling of of hope and hope healthcare, hope medicine, uh, hope wellness, whatever you want to call it, is going to be led by nurses.
1: Yeah, I, and I think it's the prime time because I I think people are getting tired of you know there's just the interventions, the acute medicine, and there's no focus. Like if you look at, I'll back up a little, a couple steps here, but when I first started my business, I ended up delving into the world of like self-help and and all this stuff. I'd never done that before. Like as a nurse, I, you know, just kind of ran around and, and did what I did, but, and didn't really believe in kind of the alternative stuff until I started the business. And I kept coming into these roadblocks and kept coming into these issues and stuff. And I went down these rabbit holes of, you know, trying to fix things and, you know, really just kind of looking at root cause issues uh, that I had and then starting to really believe that the answer wasn't in a pill. It wasn't in an intervention, wasn't in surgery. And then I'd go back into the hospital and I'm like, why we we keep doing things to people? And it was really getting just kind of like disconcerting, but it was one of those things that I started to look into functional medicine and nurse coaching and all these things that um, help prevent you from getting to that point. And to your point, like that is the real power uh, of nursing you know, because the answer isn't in big pharma. the The answer has never been in big pharma, and even in nursing school, that's been a huge component. Like, if any lecture that I've ever had, ninety percent of it is, it was all about pharmacy and pharmaceuticals and and interventions and how do we solve this problem with a procedure. And then the last slide would always be, oh, and and by the way, tell the patient to do intensive lifestyle changes. And it that always sat wrong with me because like 90% of your chronic diseases could be prevented <laughs> with lifestyle changes to start with in the first place. And I
0: love what you just said, you know, as a nurse, especially, you know, in your position and really working with lots of nurses with Entrepreneurial energy and change agent energy. That's all an entrepreneur is, is a change agent, right? But, you know, the healthcare system says we do things to people instead of allowing people to heal by themselves, you know? I mean, not to get esoteric, but all of nature heals itself, right? I mean, yes, if you have a deep cut, you close it, right? But all healing comes internally. And you can't really force that. And nurses, I think by the very nature of who they are and how they're educated, know that it is our job in medicine to help the person facilitate their own recovery. That's it. Right. And so if you think about effective medicine, you think about what can we do as a clinical system to facilitate a person to heal themselves, to live their longest, most productive, happiest life. I'm just, you know, people, I have tons of friends that are retiring from healthcare. And I'm like, are you crazy? This is what we dreamed of our whole career, is allowing health to flourish from the inside out.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And, and you know, that's been a, it's always been a big part of um, our business of nursepreneurs is, you know, to, the the nurses that were initially drawn to me and still were nurses that were just tired of, one, doing things to people, and two, having ideas that went new, nowhere. And there, the alternative was to leave nursing and, you know, kind of uh, like... (laughs) with your podcast, a a, a nurse, once a nurse, always a nurse, like that's how I feel. But you know, at the same time, it's like that expertise, I've had nurses with 20, 30 years of experience, and they're so burnt out and tired, burnt out in that they're frustrated that nothing's ever changed. You come back in and you put out the same fires every freaking day, and you know the fire is going to be there when you get in in the morning. And it's just, it's exhausting after 20 years of It'll doing it. It'll be
0: another fire. Yeah. It'll be another <laughs> fire. It's, just, it's crazy. You know, it's funny that once a nurse, always a nurse. That's the that's what we're changing. Nurse has The word nurse itself has to be elevated to something that promotes healing and change and really causes amazing things to happen. Uh, one of our speakers is a Jan Nissen who is an RN, but she has dedicated her entire career to being inside the biggest players in the world, Merck, and I think it's Pfizer. (laughs) And as a nurse, single-handedly looking into patient advocacy, ethics, and she's coming to say, that's the role for nurses, protect patients, protect healthcare in the United States, come out of your limiting beliefs and be the influences, whether you choose to leave the bedside or not, power yourself up and realize that you can not only save a single life, but you can save millions of lives. Mm -hmm. And, And it's that attitude of somebody that has spent her entire life fighting systems for nurses is really what inspires this June conference, but also our entire power up nursing platform.
1: Yeah, I, I love that because it, it's so true. And and if you think about it, you know, even back in the 30s and 40s, the doctors themselves didn't have quite that the elevation that they have today. It was something that, you know, they decided to empower themselves with. And I, I believe that nursing can absolutely do the same thing. It's just that collective mindset that we decide that what we're doing is extremely valuable and it's an improvement on the healthcare system as it is now, because we can't keep going down this very expensive path of technology procedures. Here's a pill, you know, call me in six weeks type of thing, because it it doesn't work. And we know it doesn't work.
0: And Katie is a little political fodder, but not that hot. (laughs) Um, You know, I've spent my entire life doing speaking at various conferences and attending various conferences, nursing and physician, nurse conferences of national, and then of course the ACOGs and the AMAs, and you can see why doctors had the elevation that they had. Walk into the exhibit hall. It's all pharma, all pharma and high medical technology, Hmm. all the stuff that costs millions of dollars. Now, go into the exhibit hall of nurses. Until recently, very few pharma were there. It was all educational, maybe things like um, medical supplies, things that nurses were in charge of, right? That's changing now. If you go to the, you know, nursing national conferences, you'll see J&J. Now, J&J honestly has always really been pro-nurse. You know, I got to send my love to them. (laughs) But Pfizer was never there. And now they are. Because they realize that nurses are prescribing. Nurses are running the show for millions of Americans. And I'm not saying de-escalate doctors. I'm saying let's, let's please, please honor the preeminence of the provider-patient relationship. Whether that provider is a nurse, a doctor, a chiropractor, that's where health starts. And let's support and honor all of those professions equally. Yeah. Although I still really admire pediatric brain surgeons. But that's, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a hard job.
0: <laughs> and nurse anesthetists, they're pretty yeah. crazy too. That's a hard <laughs> job.
1: <laughs> no, everybody in the hospital is kind of crazy. Um, that's why I loved it <laughs> so much. Yeah. Uh, but what if nurse were you, Katie? I don't know that. So I worked neurocritical care my whole career. So, um, yeah, so I worked as a nurse and then got my NPE degree, worked with the neurosurgeons and then worked, uh, got my PhD, um, you know, on a topic inside like a return to work after subarachnoid hemorrhage uh, was my dissertation. And uh, then I started teaching and uh, created like a, a neurosurgery post nurse practitioner fellowship. And so that, that was always my path. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it.
0: Oh, and it I would, if, you, if you're at all interested in coming, presenting and be a part, our neuroscientists would love that. I do have the utmost respect because honestly, the future of healthcare, you asked me, I said nursing, but it's also in neuroscience, right? Mm-hmm. Because as we talk about, healing coming from within, where does that come from? It comes from the brain and the heart working together in tandem to make things happen. So, wow, that perspective is exciting. And I do want to promise you that we will not say the word burnout once at our meeting in June. We believe that that is a cage in which nurses and hospital administrators live. The word burnout needs to
1: be destroyed. I know, I agree. I 100% agree. I always have this conversation when people are like, "Oh, why are nurses?" I'm like, "They're not burnt out. They're just I, especially nurses that come to me, nurses that come to me have four jobs, like three kids, <laughs> they're taking care of 600 people, and then they want to start a business." I'm like, "That is not the definition of burnout." <laughs> you know. You know, that is somebody that's just frustrated putting out the same stupid fire every day, and that was me. Like I was tired of the neurosurgeons having the same exact problem. And no matter how many solutions I gave them, it was dismissed, ignored, or (sighs) whatever the case may be. And it got to the point that it was just so frustrated that I left. I was not burnt out, not burnt out at all. I could have gone another 25 years uh, working for them. And, you know, I, (laughs) I'm
0: sorry. I know literally, personally, at least a thousand nurses. And not one of them is a victim. Mm -mm. If they complain, it's from a place of power or suppressed power, not victimization. They get victimized. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. But the perception of it is not, oh, my gosh, I have to give up because woe is me.
1: Right, right.
0: Nurses are a very special group of, of men and women.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and like you said, with the, the neuroscience, like it was a mindset sh- mindset shift for me as well, because I chose to be like invisible. I chose to be the martyr. I chose to do an extra 20 hours a week for free for the neurosurgeons. I chose all these things. Um, I certainly was not a victim, but those things just ran me into the ground. Like, you know, I did not take care of myself. And I had to switch that mindset and say, you know what? My time is valuable. My um, my opinions are valuable. I want to be heard. And that was a very difficult thing for me.
0: And I think that, you know, one of the one of the categories that need to be addressed, of course, is gender identification. Some of the problems that you talk about and that I have, doing work for free, wanting to be acknowledged, those are all things that women are raised with, right? That we have to do more to get recognized. And so I don't know how much of that is nursing or that the majority of nurses still to this day are female. So I think when you start unraveling that, you get to some very, very powerful conclusions. And when you get to those conclusions, and you separate being a professional nurse from being a woman, your ability to advance just accelerates.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it's another issue that comes up with, you know, that identification uh, of a nurse. One, like, I I appreciate it on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's like, people take it to the nth degree. Like, if you not working in the hospital, you're not a nurse, or, you know, like, if you're, (laughs) I I, I don't know, there's some crazy stuff out there. But even when they come to do a business, you know, they're like, Oh, well, you know, is the doctor going to tell me what to do? And I'm like, no, nobody's going to tell you what to do. You're the business owner. You have to go out and do it. But there's that um, carryover of, you know, the doctor tells us in the hospital, you know, that we can give Tylenol or we can, you know, go to the bathroom or whatever the case may be. And when they get out and they're on their own, it's what they've dreamed of. And then all of a sudden there's this paralytic, like just, you know, freezing uh, of, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, you know, this isn't what I do, but it's like, you're a nurse, and you know how to educate. You know uh, what to do. You don't need to be told to do what to do. You've never needed to be told what to do. And when you're in your business, um, it, it's another layer of leadership. So I think it's ingrained in nursing, and that's something that leadership is what we have to pull out of nurses because it's there. It's just I think it's been squashed. That's
0: brilliant. Our our keynote from an uh, uh, amazing, amazing nurse leader Dr. Carol Biggs and she's currently at Jackson her keynote is every nurse is a leader mm-hmm. she thinks that the largest problem facing our healthcare system is that nurses do not identify themselves as leaders right. even that they should be fresh out of school. They're leading the health of their patients. They're leading them, and she's amazing. So that's, that's something very close to my heart, this whole idea of deserving to lead. Leading is not something that means you crush others. Leading does not mean you don't listen to others or that you don't have a boss, right? Leading is about taking accountability, believing in yourself and your capabilities. And I know that, boy, man, Nurses are really good at that when they're given the opportunity to do so. Um, Some of the most inspirational moments of my life, actually for 12 years, I took nurse-led groups to the former Soviet Union and former Soviet countries to help reset up women's health programs. And some, honestly, I'm sitting here like kind of almost overwhelmed with it. Some of my best, best memories were evenings with nurses, living through the tragedies that we saw, coming up with leadership kind of solutions and plans to put them in place. I learned everything I know about business success and I really did found and and ran one of the most successful uh, healthcare marketing enterprises called Spirit Health Group in this country. And I did so because of what we did with our nurses. And they're able to take these big solutions and whittle them down into a plan. And that is what every CEO learns how to do if they're successful.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so I just learned so much. And I just can't wait, like I said, to gather with mm-hmm. nurses to learn even more. It's it's, um, it's a pretty exciting time.
1: All right. So why don't you recap what the this uh, Power Up Nursing retreat is or the conference and how can people find out how to join and how to participate? Oh, I
0: would love to give you that. So Power Up Nursing is online, www.powerupnursing.com. And so we are planning some big national events, uh, one in November, which is a cruise. But our big one right now that we really encourage everyone Who has a heart for themselves and the profession to attend is on June 22nd to June 24th at the Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida. And it is called Power Up Nursing. And our focus is on uh, stopping limiting belief systems that nurses have in order for them to rediscover their dreams, recreate those dreams, and more importantly, power up to each other because one of the things, and I don't say this with any disregard for nurses, Kathleen Bartholomew is one of my favorite nurse change agents. And she talks about nurse conflict and actual nurse animosity towards each other, especially as leadership begins to come out. Instead of supporting, there's often more conflicts. And she talks about the future of nursing being about supporting each other and leadership being about taking everyone that deserves it right along with you into your dream. And so she'll be actually at the conference and speaking about audacity and and dauntless voices in nursing. But come to this conference because you will find a connector piece. You will find a dream. You will find a person. You will find a way to be happier professionally, personally. And that's my personal guarantee as the curator of this conference that I will be watching to make sure that kind of energy happens. So it's www.powerupnursing.com. Please register this month, March, 2023, because there's a discount. Love for you to get that. But I look forward to meeting every one of your listeners and, and hopefully you too.
1: I love it. All right, Tanya. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and and sharing your story with us.
0: Uh, My pleasure. Thank you for having me and inviting me, Katie.
1: This is Katie Harris saying thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nursepreneurs.